Thank you for taking the time to view this message online. You can connect with us more through our comments section of this video, through our Facebook page, or through our website, nhgj.org. Well, here we are, Resurrection Sunday, uh, Easter 2020, and uh, this is one of our traditions within the Christian faith, and we do it here at New Horizons. It's called the Paschal Greeting. Uh, the way the Paschal Greeting works is that I say, He is risen, and your response is, He is risen indeed. And so let's give it a try. I'm going to put it out there, and, and you counter back in response, He is risen indeed. He is risen. All right, let's give it one more try. And this one, give it all you have while you're uh, watching this video. I will say he is risen again. You say he is risen indeed. He is risen. Wonderful. And this is why we celebrate Easter is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, this is the cornerstone of the Christian faith. This is what we focus on when we talk about the Christian faith is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That when Jesus raised from the dead, he made a statement that everything that he said about himself, all of his teachings, uh, making a declaration that those who are following him, that they were truly following the truth and the life and the way, that they were truly following God incarnate in the flesh, that it wasn't just another religion to line itself up among other world religions, but Jesus, in a sense, if we were, if we were calling this in the sports world, we'll, we'll say that Jesus was calling his shot because early on in his life and in his ministry, he said, nobody takes my life from me, but I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I will take it back up again, foretelling of his death and his resurrection. And so again, this is why we focus on Easter. This is why Easter is so important. is isn't because it's another uh, religious holiday or it's a significant religious holiday for Christians. This is, this is we are celebrating the fact that, that Jesus said that he would lay down his life and he would take it back up again. And the other thing that he said earlier was that he knew the way to the Father. In fact, not only did he know it, he said he was the way to the Father and that the only way that you got uh, a relationship, the only way you could have a relationship with God the Father was through trust or believing in Jesus Christ. And so today, uh, you can visit Jesus's tomb. There's many people that do. They travel to Jerusalem. They check out the tomb. In fact, there's a couple sites that they think might be the location of where his tomb is at. Uh, but one thing you won't find at Jesus's tomb is his bones because they're not there. So you can get a selfie, you can pick up a postcard, but you can't get a picture of uh, yourself with the, the bones of Jesus. You're not going to get a picture of his casket. There's nothing there. And that's what we're celebrating at Easter, is that the only person in all of history to call this shot and say, I am the son of God, I am God in the flesh, you can follow me, you can trust what I'm saying, you can believe upon me, they will kill me, but I will raise myself back up. Every other world religion, every other belief, uh, you, can, you can visit their sites. You can visit tombs. You can, you can visit uh, places where they were cremated. Uh, you can visit temples. The following of Jesus Christ means that you are following the faith in him who said that he would die, but he, he would resurrect. And so this Easter morning, we celebrate this resurrection. We celebrate the one who is resurrected. And today I want to encourage you with some scriptures. I have a couple scriptures that I'm going to read and uh, 
little bit longer this morning, but they're really important as, as we understand this idea of what does resurrection mean for us? What does it mean for you? What does it mean for me? Because many would say, yeah, I know about the resurrection. Someday when I pass away, the, the promise of the resurrection is that I'll have eternal life with God, that I'm going to end this life, but it's not going to be the end of this life forever, that I will pass into eternity and I'll have eternal life with God. And, and that's true. That certainly is part of Jesus's teachings, that the end is not the end because we have eternal life with God. But what I want to focus on today as you're watching and we're worshiping on this Easter Sunday is I want to focus on the idea that the end, even now, is not the end that you think it is. The end that we think that comes to our life, even as a disciple and even following Christ, resurrection begins now. It's not just a future date. It's not just a future event that will happen when we pass from this life into eternal life. And so I'm going to invite you, turn to Matthew 28. We'll get there in just a moment. We'll also have it up on the screen here for you to follow along. But Matthew 28, it's the account of the resurrection. But let's first begin with a word of prayer as we spend our time together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've done in giving us your son, Jesus Christ. And so on this day, we celebrate that you did not give us a savior who would die and remain in a tomb, but you gave us your son, as the scripture teaches, who was crucified, buried, and then raised to life. And so we do celebrate, we, we rejoice in the fact that, that the death that we experience in this life and the, the death that uh, we've experienced in, in different uh, times of our life, that death does not have that final word. But because of the resurrection, we have life even today. We're not just waiting on a future time, but we have resurrection even today. I thank you for your word. I thank you that it changes us, that it can speak to us. Uh, Jesus, you said, for the one who has ears to hear, let us hear. Just simply an invitation for us to put down our walls, put down uh, our defenses, and be willing to hear from you this morning. And so that's the position and the posture that we take is we want to hear from you today. And so we thank you for your word. Bless it to our hearing and to our lives, we ask. Amen. Amen. Well, this resurrection account is from Matthew 28. And uh, so let me, let me read it to you and just follow along. It says, After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. This is the record of Jesus proclaiming that he is the Lord of life that the grave does not have the final say about life, but that Jesus himself does have the ability to say when life really happens, when it begins and when it ends. 
Now again, we can readily make the connection between life and death in terms of our existing life, that we're breathing and we know that someday that air in our lungs will cease and this life will end. And, and as a follower of Christ, we would say, we know that there comes a resurrection someday. But do you recognize that Jesus' resurrection life, he was very clear that it wasn't just about that future day. It's about now. It's about not just time with God in heaven later. It's about time with God in the present. It's great that Jesus made a pathway for us to have eternal life with God, but it's not mere, nearly a complete picture. It's not the full picture of what Jesus has done for, for us. And so as we think about Easter today, it's important that we tie in this other idea of what resurrection life is. Otherwise, we're going to miss out on what it really means to be resurrected in Christ. It's interesting. Sometimes people have this belief that following Jesus, becoming a Christian, is going to put an end to the fun in their life. <laughs> that somehow making a decision to follow Jesus is going to turn them into this person who only lives by religious creeds and it means that any fun that they would normally have in life is going to be put to an end and they really have to become a very pious person with suits and ties and, and uh, just going through religious activities all the time. Can I tell you that if that's your thought of what it means to become a Christian, if, if that's the thinking that comes to mind is that following Jesus puts an end to your life, I want to tell you that you're missing out on what Jesus is talking about when he says that he brings resurrection life to us. That it's not just about living in piety. In fact, that is the teaching of world religions, is that you follow a strict order of rules and regulations that you follow. You do a lot of reading out of their holy scriptures, the holy books, and then that will tell you how the things you should do and you shouldn't do. And then if you've done them all right, in the end, a, a tally has been kept, a score has been kept of your life, and then that's going to tell you if you're going to be good enough or whether you're going to be condemned. I want to assure you that is not the message that Jesus was proclaiming. That is not the kingdom of God message that Jesus was bringing or he brings today to those who would follow after him. It is not just a, a world religion to follow after. It is a way of life of pursuing him and knowing him that in the midst of that does not put, the, put your fun life to death. It doesn't put all of that behind you. In fact, it opens up a resurrected life, a life that is abundant in Jesus Christ. Another scripture, Romans chapter 6, this one's a bit longer, and so stay with me as you follow along. It really does give a great picture of this resurrection life that Jesus has provided. Uh, the Apostle Paul, it's, it's him writing, and he's talking about living in grace, living in this forgiveness and just this freely and lightly living with Jesus in this grace. And some were making this argument that, well, because there's grace, because there's forgiveness, shouldn't we just live our lives however we want, live as recklessly and foolishly as we want, live without regard to God at all? Because if we live in sin and just living life on our terms, then that just gives God all the more reason to forgive us. And so shouldn't we just live that way? And Paul is making a counter 
uh, point to that idea that we don't sin more so we can receive grace more. He says just the opposite. What we want to do is live freely in the grace that's been provided. Let me read it. Romans chapter 6 verses 1 through 14. Paul asks, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we no, should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves, as, offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer every part of yourselves to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. I hope you caught the freedom. I hope you caught the resurrection life that's being talked about in that passage. In, for, in verses 6 and 7, it really highlights it. It says, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Here's the celebration of the resurrection. Here's resurrection life right now. Not just as a future reality, not just as in someday I know I'll be resurrected and go to heaven and get to be with God. No, this is resurrection life right now. Addictions, attitudes, hopelessness, all of these things that have been ruined by sin, all of these ways that sin has entered into our life, living life on our terms, living life affected by other people, living life on their terms, how sin has just wrecked so many relationships, so many dreams, so many hopes. But here it is, it says, if we die to our own life and instead we live by the Spirit, then we're dead to sin and we're made alive in God through Christ Jesus. That we're made alive to a new way of living and a new experience of life that we'd never had before. Instead of living under the weight and the slavery of sin, we get to live freely and lightly, not under condemnation, but under grace, under the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the end is not the end. <laughs> You don't have to wait for someday in the future. That's not the only end. It is an ending that's going to come, but that end is not the only end. There is a way in which you can surrender your life to Jesus Christ right now and experience 
resurrection as he intended it for you at this very moment. Jesus said it really plainly, John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? So here's the promise. This is the promise right from the words of Jesus. He says, the end is not it when you die. There is an afterlife. But the also, he also states that the end is not it in this life either. That if you live for him, when you lay down your life to follow him, you're not giving life up. You're actually receiving a resurrected life in him. You're restored into new life. Today, today I want to just invite, make an invitation. I, I want to ask you, if you have really laid down your life to follow Jesus, if you've joined him in this death by baptism, joined him in this death by surrendering your life so that you can pursue him in a new life. You can allow him to breathe new life into you, but that only comes if you're willing to give up the life that you want to make for yourself, the life that you want to live on your own. That's what discipleship is. That's what following Jesus is, is that every individual has to make their own decision and say, I no longer am wanting life on my terms, my way, but I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ and live life his way. I want to follow his teachings. I want to receive his spirit and live under the power and the fullness of that resurrection life. If this is the first time that you are wanting to make that decision, we have a guide, a discipleship guide that we'd like to pass along to you. It's called Following Jesus. And at the end of uh, this video clip, uh, we'll be able to show you how to get in touch with us to be able to receive that at no cost. But that's a decision that you have to make. Nobody can make it for you. Your grandparents having made their decision or parents or somebody else that you know, maybe they were a follower of Jesus, but that's not your decision. You need to make a decision yourself. Who are you going to follow? Is it going to be life on your terms? Or do you want to live the resurrected life that Jesus has provided for you? That's the invitation today. Some of you, you've already made a commitment to follow Jesus. But for some reason, you still are allowing that old life to live. You're living two lives. In fact, the Apostle Paul talked about this. He says, the life I want to live for Christ, I don't live oftentimes. I live as a slave to sin, slave to the flesh and my own desires. And yet, he says, I know that I have the resurrection life within me. And he asked this question, who will deliver me from this dualism of living, living with one foot in my life in the world, living one life in the resurrected life and following Jesus? And Paul said, who's going to save me from this riding the fence, this half in, half out type of lifestyle? And he says, thanks be to God through who Christ Jesus leads us into the resurrected life, a total surrender that we can freely and just... Uh, wholly give ourselves to him and begin to understand what it means to no longer be bound or, or held captive to the sinful life, but to be set free in the resurrected life. 
Well, this is the invitation. It's the invitation to every individual who's watching this. It's the invitation that's being made throughout the world every day as people are making decisions to follow Jesus Christ. Some decide not to. Some choose to continue to live life on their own terms. And the reality that brokenness still happens, there's still broken relationships, there's still the brokenness that sin brings about in their life by choosing life on their own terms. So every person has to make that decision. Following Jesus doesn't exempt you or I from hardships. What it exempts us from is from having to go through them in our own strength, with, with, uh, go through them with the peace of Christ. We get to walk through it with God and the power of Christ at work within us. So it's not an exemption from the hardships. We all know that. We're all experiencing difficulty in these days. But following Christ means that death no longer holds mastery over us. Sin no longer holds mastery over us. But in this Easter celebration, in this Resurrection Sunday, we're recognizing that Jesus has purchased a way for us to know God, not just in the future, but to know resurrection life today. I wanna pray over you as we close and uh, that this would be a day where you recognize all that Jesus has done to bring resurrection into your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to worship you, to celebrate life in Jesus Christ. And Lord, we do fix our eyes on a future day when we will be resurrected from the dead and we will see you face to face. And, and Lord, even those who pass from life to death, as you said to the robber who was on the, the cross next to you, you said today that he would uh, be able to see paradise with you, that he would join you in paradise. So we know that it's not just a future out there, but for everyone who passes in this mortal life into an eternal life, Lord, we get to experience that resurrection. But Lord, we also recognize that resurrection isn't just that future date. It is now and it is for us now. And so God, help us, please. We ask you as we pray that you would help us to live that overcoming life in the power of the Holy Spirit, that we would not be held captive from life-controlling habits, the burdens that would so easily entangle us, from the brokenness of the world around us, but that we would rise up in the resurrection power that you've provided for us. That as we celebrate Easter today, Lord, as we would celebrate the resurrection, that we would realize that it is for us today and not just in the future. Lord, I bless each one who is hearing this message today with your blessing, your favor, and your mercy upon them. May they experience your peace and your wholeness that you have provided for them in Jesus' name. Amen. You can find more resources for this service at nhgj.org. Email us your prayer requests to prayer at nh4gj.org. If you are a new follower of Jesus, we have a free resource for you called Following Jesus. To receive a copy, send a request to info at nh4gj.org. If you would like to partner with our ministry through giving, you can do that online at nhgj.org giving or by mail to 641 Horizon Drive, Grand Junction, Colorado, 81506. Thank you for being with us and may the Lord bless you.